Welcome to ADHD is Over, a new podcast on a seemingly old label that we're going to be peeling off. Join my wife, Tatiana, and I as we journey with our family, the Wyden family, through the land of confusing information. We're going to visit both sides and let you decide because the power is with you. Welcome to ADHD is Over. We're going to go into some of the topics that uh, our listeners are always excited about, which is what can parents do to uh, guide along, foster, essentially inspire a child with ADHD instead of labeling it and and treating it like uh, the child is broken or the brain is broken and and the child will have this for life and there needs to be coping. Mikey is a clear example of someone who um, was uh, guided and, and sort of uh, you know, if developed, if you will, by his parents to really fully embrace his uh, qualities, his skills, his superpowers, if you will. And that is very evident. Let me just tell you right now, if you look up Mike Panera on TikTok, I mean, the numbers don't lie. Um, he is, you know, he's got 1.1 million followers. He's had over, I believe, 40 million uh, likes, views of his materials. And it's just incredible what he's created. So I'm really excited, really excited to talk to Mikey and um, appreciate him taking his time to talk to us about it. And uh, we'll, we'll dive right in. So let's see. And Mikey is dialing in. There he is. What's up, Mikey? How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Just getting my chaotic morning less chaotic. You know. Nice. I like that. Did you just eat a lemon? Did I just see you eat a lemon? I did. I did just eat a lemon. No, I, I did that a couple days ago. But um. Oh, okay, okay. The video I saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I took that thing down. Not as quick as I thought I would, but I, I before the video ended, I just I saw the little bar going in the video because there was only 60 seconds so i was like i gotta go i gotta go i gotta go like i just started chewing as fast as i could and just like swallowing giant chunks of lemon down it was crazy that's awesome i was like maybe that's just his breakfast maybe that's what he does every day you know eat the lemons (laughs) yeah definitely definitely hey man oh yeah go ahead my parents are here i don't know if they want to make a quick oh hello parents let me see here hello nice to meet nice to meet you guys Hi, I just Vic and this is Beth. Vic and Beth. V- Vic and Beth. Yeah. Awesome. Nice to meet you guys. I just want you to know that as a fellow parent of a what they call ADHD, I acknowledge you for the patience and the love that you have put into this young man. Ah. Because uh, as I always tell other parents, uh, he turned out. You know what I mean? Like it's like. <laughs> They're always worried. Is my kid going to turn out? He turned out. He turned out. He's going to have some, you know, whatever he's going to go through in life, but he turned out. So well done. That I did. I did go through life. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, I would love to. I don't know if you guys are listening in or if you uh, um, if we're going to do a separate interview, but I always love interviewing parents, um, you know, that have gone through it or are in it still and and uh, share with other parents what it takes and what worked and what didn't work and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So my wife and I give you a, a quick backstory. Uh, our son, Kai, who's now 11, 
uh, we had him diagnosed. I don't say they diagnosed him, but we wanted him to be diagnosed at age seven, uh, six and a half. And uh, um, he came out with six disorders. There was like autism, ADHD, dyslexia, uh, tic disorder. I mean, it just didn't stop. And my wife and I were uh, just like looking at each other, like there is no way that that's our son. There's just not, he's just not a disordered quote unquote broken child. So we started to do research and uh, you know, every, everything pointed towards medication. Everything was like, well, you're gonna cope with it for life. Uh, this is a, you know, all the typical, it's genetic, it's neurochemical, you know, imbalance, all that stuff. And we've since uh, been able to, with experts, uh, debunk everything. I mean, there's just, there's just no foundation, medical or psychological or no scientific proof that it is a neurochemical imbalance or that it is genetic because it's, it's epigenetic. So there's all these things that we're looking into. And the only thing we came out, like the only thing that's proven to be sort of a, uh, a dominant force in the background is the environment, is the trauma in a family. And not just trauma the way we know it, but it could be medical trauma, it could be stress, it could be lack of nurture, it could be stress during birth, before birth. Like there's all these elements that, that put, put stress on the nervous system of a already sensitive child and sensitive in a good way. Um, and so, and so then the nervous system is, is regulated differently. And, uh, these kids or these humans then deal differently with pressure and, 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 you know, especially the world that we live in is so boxed, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so we started to make the documentary we call it ADHD is over because for our family, it's, it was over at the time because we said, we're just not, um, looking at him as the problem. He's not, he's not a problem. He's not broken. Uh, he's, he's got amazing skills. Um, you know, I know the world calls it ADHD. We're just calling him Kai and we're just going to help him grow and learn. And my wife and I did a lot of work like on our own self, still do it. You know, obviously it's a never ending journey, Hmm. Uh, nutrition. There's, uh, we've had some therapies, but more alternative. We're doing reflex integration. We're doing uh, somatic experiencing for trauma. We're doing all of it because we'll never really know the one thing that worked, but all of it together it's, it's improved uh, hugely. I mean, Kai has, he's no longer hyperactive. So that is what we call dissolved. We've dissolved that in four years. Um, you know, so it's, it's just, yeah, it's How just. How old is Kai? Kai's now 11. Okay. Yeah. And he's super creative. He's already, you know, he's editing his own uh, Fortnite videos and he's choosing the music and he's doing after effects and he's, He's just and after effects. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his it. own titles. Yeah. I'm right? telling everything. I want to tell you really quick. I, yeah. You don't know how, how many of my ADHD friends I've told that one thing you said, like that whole meeting we had the one about thing the, that stuck out like crazy. Going to jail. Or the squirrel. Jail. You know, when you go squirrel and like oh. that whole idea <laughs> yeah. and how that's actually like, cause our brains are so old. Every single ADHD person I've told that to, I kid you not. They go like this. It's like, I literally hear the ding, the, the light bulb, the ding, wait a second. So you're telling me you just like, I, every single time I've told someone that they're just like, what? That makes so much more sense. Are you talking and, about the, 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 the thing or what do you tell them? Um, just like, you know, you know, the whole idea behind like squirrel, because we're, we're the hunters as ADHD people oh, yes. we were the ones who had to hunt and we had to see those things at the corner of the eyes. Every single ADHD person I've told that to, it's just like, okay, yep. whoa, <laughs> like, that changed my whole perspective. <laughs> oh, so on what the I concept have. is it, uh, it, in our, during our it's evolution. Hunter and gathering, yeah. 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 The, Tom, Tom Hartman was the first book I read, which was the, now it's called the hunters in a farmer's world. 
And it was about the evolutionary, right? The, the skill of surviving, of needing to know if that, that tiger is going to get here first and eat me versus me getting the food I need for my family, right? Those mm-hmm. kind of, and he really coined that term and he said, look, uh, people with ADHD uh, is what we call it, but they're really hunters. They're really, they're, I call it their operating system has been activated to take in more information, whether it's for safety, survival, uh, I think nowadays a lot of it is creativity, which still goes to survival. You want to be creative and, and, you know, make a living and make money and, and essentially be safe and survive. And so I feel like uh, uh, it's all kind of connected. And again, it's all a theory as a filmmaker, I'm taking all these experts and all these books and I'm, I'm trying to prove my own hunch, um, which all along has been, uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with Kai. He'll do just fine. Uh, Mikey, what I was referring to was, this idea that uh, when, when we, and this is interesting for you guys too, when we went to a PTA meeting where they first told us, oh, your son is, uh, we think he has ADHD and he should be medicated. The, the alternative that they painted was like, well, if not, then he's going to self-medicate, maybe become a druggie and then in jail. They told me that same thing. Right. And you're just like, what? Yeah. Like, that, that, I can tell you. So I could tell you. I could write a book on a blind. The, the whole everything we went through with Mike and what you should. I encourage. I that. mean, yes, and and the inner and their early intervention and and all that we did. I mean, it's insane. It is. But yeah, it's, all that weird stuff for sure. We've heard so many weird things. But that's a threat, you know. If you look at yeah. it, really, because yeah. we later found out, thanks to our research, that kids kids don't end up in jail because they have ADHD. They end up in right. jail because they come from a shitty upbringing or neighborhood or family and they have ADHD based on trauma or some kind of fear, PTSD, whatever. And so of course they're going to get in trouble. Um, But to just throw that on any parent is to me, it's a psychological threat. It's like, Oh, I was furious. I pulled Mike out of the school and put him in private school. (laughs) That's what we did too. I was like, I'm, I'm done with the public school system. Dad's all silent over here. What'd you do? He just followed, dad followed the lead. Okay. I, I, had, I wasn't the ADHD kid. I was, I was. Yeah, the, you were. Who are you talking about? You, my You're, dad is ADHD. He's person. got major ADHD. Uh, well, you know what? I'm the same way. I don't really have it. I mean, I got diagnosed for the film twice and I took, uh, you know, Ritalin and Adderall just for fun to see what it does. And, and, but, but I don't really have it, but I do get distracted. And so I do need to, f- sort of figure out how I work and when I can get my work done. And thank God for my wife. She keeps me in line. Which is a piece we could definitely cover on the podcast. <laughs> because like our house. Yeah. I yeah. hear I've been on so many comments. So many people are so against self-diagnosing. Like people will go off in the comments and I, I, mm. I'm not, I do the ADHD stuff on there. I did it heavily. And then I went through a really like crazy phase in my life over the past three months where like I was really depressed for the first time in my life. I've never been depressed and I had anxiety, which I have had in the past and kind of, snapped out of that, but I, I've been getting more back into making ADHD content, but mm-hmm. through that, all these people, you know, were talking about don't self-diagnose, don't self-diagnose all this stuff. And I would go into the comment section and, and I would say my, my idea on it. And everyone would immediately like shift their mindset because I have such a built thing on there, ADHD wise. Nice. Really cool. I remember this girl posted this video that got eight mil talking about like fake the fake ADHD people on TikTok versus the real ADHD people. Mm. And that comment section 
was filled. It was so controversial. And wow. I went on there and I was just like, I don't think there's anything wrong with self-diagnosing. I just don't think you should go and be like, look at me. Like I have ADHD, like, like blah, 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 blah. I think it's more of like, you know, you can self-diagnose, but it's, it, it's something mm-hmm. where it's like, if you want to get tested, go get tested. But if you truly believe you have it, just, you know, kind of flow with that. And mm-hmm. like, but that also pieces into just not giving things attention, negative power. Things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And by the way, I love your, uh, I saw your shirt and your uh, hoodie. The design is really cool. Like when there's a shirt available, my size, which is probably extra large, I'd love to buy one. Let me know where. Yeah. um, I'm that's getting released here soon. I'm working with this. Nice. We're doing a a campaign for, for black Friday. So he's going to launch it for the first time. We're working with the, with the studio right now to get that holiday season. Nice. I like that. Yeah, I better, okay, but, it but I want to sign one. It has to be signed on the back. You know what I mean? Deal. <laughs> you won't be able to re- realize he has dysgraphia too. So you won't be able to. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You should see mine. Uh, well, here's, here's the cool thing, right? So this conversation goes wherever it goes. It's not structured. I have some questions, but I can also throw them all out the window. So I'm just going to see technically where we are with, with that. And then, you know, once in a while I'll look over there. So if you see me look away, that's, that's why I'm just looking at the question, but uh, perhaps why don't we start with um, to you? What is ADHD? ADHD ADHD is a label that can be taken many different directions. For me, I look at it as my superpower for others that I know they look at it as their superpower. And for some, they look at it as their curse, you know, actually for many, not some for many, they look at it as their curse and I think it goes without saying for everything in this world, you know, whether it's ADHD, dyslexia, autism, all this stuff, people can even anxiety, depression, people can either take that as a good thing and be like, okay, this is something that can be manipulated and turned into something beautiful. Or you can look at it as this negative curse that's going to haunt you for the rest of your life and take away all those things that you're looking forward to in life. You know, um, the, the stuff that we dream about and, uh, one ba- like one thing that I do want to kind of base that off of is 2020 has been such a crazy year for that. You know, there's yeah. so many mental health is through the roof right now. People are talking about it, you know, negative or positive people are talking about it and it's big and bulky and it's happening and it's intense. It is so- happening. Yeah. How about you guys? How do you see ADHD from all your years of dealing with it uh well for me um how do i see adhd in years of dealing with it for me i've always i you know i grew up in a kind of an add family in somewhat of a way i have a brother who has it pretty severely and he was medicated and he ended up self-medicating but he also had a lot of trauma when he was younger so um but he's so smart too he's super smart i'm sure yeah like There's crazy always- smart and he's, and he's dyslexic. So, um, I, I have dyslexia too. So, uh, I don't know if I had the ADD or not, but I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, how I see the ADHD is really just a gift. You know, I feel like that's where all our artists are extrapolated from. We have like, I always tell people every comedian I know, you know, some of those people you go, you know, cause a lot of people will 
as a parent, I was criticized at times at the way I was parenting him or Mike wouldn't want to go to school because he's emotional. And I'd be like, let's just come to work with me, you know? And so he went on a lot of sales calls with me and different things like that. But, <laughs> but the, the reality is, is it's just, um, I feel like it's definitely like a gift. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I feel like it's highly misunderstood and um, I feel sorry for the kids that are just so pushed into the box Me of too. education yeah. and it's, you know, it's just, oof. I've dealt with a lot of parents and trying to help them and it's, it's interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now do you guys, uh, this is, uh, this is a bit of selfish research as well while we're on the topic. Do you see any kind of, traumatic event in your lives that happen around before birth, during birth, after birth um, with Mikey, whether it's medical trauma or stressful birth, or maybe you were entrepreneurs that were stressed during pregnancy or some form of what I call uh, a challenge on the nervous system, because that's yeah. what we're finding. Hmm? Well, I born backwards or something? Well, so my dad was diagnosed with uh, lung cancer when, uh, and I had lost my mom when I was 19. So uh, I was living in Japan at the time. So I felt very far away from him and it brought up a lot of pain from, from losing my mom too. So, um, I felt like this desire and need that I had to get back home and, and work, you know, help my dad and so forth. And so through that, I was very sad. So I had, uh, and I'm, I'm not a very sad person, you know, we have pretty happy family here, but I just kind of went in and out of sad things. And I also had, you know, my daughter who was five. So I was trying to care for her and being so far away in another country, that was a bit challenging. Wow. So is. eventually I came back. But, um, when I had, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting story though, on the trauma part, when I was in labor, um, just in comparison to my daughter, she was 13 hours of labor and it was like a marathon. Her and I were like working together and I was in breath work and it was like, I don't remember it being very traumatic, but when I went into labor with him, it was, I mean, there, cause I had natural water births with both the kids Oh wow! and, um, with him in particular, uh, the, I was the midwife who delivered Colleen had passed away. Um, and so her assistant delivered Mike. Mm. So it was this really beautiful coming back around and she had opened up her own clinic. But I, the difference between Colleen and Mike is every time people were coming in with Colleen, I'd be like, don't leave, don't leave. And so I had like 12 people in my labor room. Whereas with Mike, I was in this room, a dark room. I had all the lights off. All I could see were like to talk, um, like really beautiful rice fields lit mm. up in the dark. And he was coming out like a bomb and he was backwards not upside down he was facing the wrong way so i, I love i love I talking about my labor <laughs> my favorite conversation so the, thanksgiving's the, christmas my favorite right the, here. I love the it. Wife was essentially saying you know had he been faced the right way it would have been an hour and a half labor but it ended up being about a four and a half hour labor and i remember mm -hmm. screaming in the middle of it at one point just like like I just like, and I was yeah. 30 minutes from a hospital. So there's, and then I just had to pull it together, but I could feel the pain of my dad coming up and just mm, crying yeah. and laboring. And like, there's really dichotomy of feeling like this mixed yeah. feeling going on inside of me. But, um, that was the only thing. And then, you well, know, not the only thing. I mean, and that's one thing outside of him having a vaccine, you know, injury somewhat, which was, uh, when he was in 
But he can tell you about that. This That's, is after birth. This obviously. is after birth. Yeah, yeah. Later, actually. It's like he's about six or seven. That was a beautiful story, Mom. I'm gonna go through. That was amazing. That was amazing. Uh, we're gonna yes, and you know what? I always like to go back there because you know trauma is human. Things happen to all of us. Nobody can get away without it. And like you said, once we have a trauma, it's a beautiful opportunity to create something with that skill, which is the overcoming the, the that, right? And and with you, Mikey, you you now have what 40, 48 million views or or, or plays on on TikTok. You're you got a one point one million following you're doing something that resonates with people right so what do you think what do you think resonates with them uh when it comes to you adhd now the adhd crew which is fairly new right uh recent or more recent what do you think resonates with your audience um resonates shoot i'm trying to remember what that word means like, like what, what does it steer up in them that they feel drawn to? Right. Or what? Okay. That's what I figured. Oh, uh, what they feel yeah. drawn to, you know, one thing, one people, one like compliment that I get a lot that a lot of other creators who do ADHD stuff don't get is I show good and bad times. So, you know, through usually a 60 second video of me just being myself, I'll show, you know, me doing whatever spazzing saying whatever's on my mind you know that's kind of one of my series is i just basically take a video and first thing that everything that comes into my mind i let come out of my mouth and that's the whole basis of the video but then on the flip side you know there'll be a portion like for 10 minutes where i'm like weirdly going through it you know i'm sweating my pits are sweating i'm just really like i can feel my body kind of going like this and i pull out my phone and create a couple 60 second videos just be like i'm having a really bad adhd attack right now and yeah. like, I'm not going to tell you this, like, oh, this is a curse. This is what to expect. But I just want to show you this because in a few minutes or a few, whatever, I'm going to go live and you're going to see me the happiest person in the world. <laughs> I just want you to be able to look at that yeah. and create the understanding that everything's going to be okay. You know? So like, you're, what I'm hearing is that you're real uh, all the way through on both sides and people want to be real and want to see real people and follow real people. Mm-hmm, Cause that's a controversial didn't even I fell into because, you know, people were like, oh, you're over spicing your ADHD for the video to get I more mean, views. This is horrible yeah. for me to watch. And like, you know, through that, obviously, TikTok's full of young people who are immature and don't really understand that words can hurt. Right, and right. some of them just truly don't really understand their ADHD and look at it as such a bad thing. And they're like, why is this person talking about ADHD is amazing? Like, I struggle every day, like frig this person. But yeah. You know, it's from that, it's just kind of interesting to, to break down because, you know, I truly am someone who has ADHD and can speak and will speak and speak on this situation, which is ADHD, which is important for so many people because we are such a unique creator in this world. I do so many opposite things of my friends. I would say, I would say if, if I combined all my friends together, I'd be the exact opposite person. Because I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I have a hard time focusing in school. I have a hard time sitting still. I have to mask sometimes, which sucks. And people are like masking. What's that? And uh, it's yeah. just like, it's, you know, it's really, it's, it's intense. Well, now how was your, you posted a video about being chubby and bullied uh, uh, when you were young. Uh, uh, by the way, my favorite one is of the dog. I mean, my wife and I cried. So thanks for that, Mike. Oh, uh, that was that was beautiful. And sorry to hear about the loss. I mean, obviously that's a big, 
a big moment in life, but that was so beautiful. And that there's definitely a connection there. Cause, uh, my buddy, Benny, which was my dog. He came in at a really interesting time in my life. You know, I didn't have many friends. I was really confused socially. I had a lot of ADHD. I was being sent to these schools just trying to be helped, which I didn't need helping. I just needed guidance. You know, there's a difference between the two. Mm-hmm. One person leads, one person pushes in directions, you know, right. and, and right. in this situation, I was being pushed in directions, trying to figure out where my leader was, which the leader was inside me. I was my own leader. I, it was, you know, me. And, and it this was during, uh, this was during the public school before going to private. Yeah. So these, this was during my private school. I would, I would say from third grade to seventh grade, I was in private random schools, you know, ranging. Mike's yeah. been in every school in the district and a few outside the district. It seems like. Yay. Well, we did, we did the same thing guys. Uh, we've our Kai has been to six schools, I think, and he's 11 or five. I've, schools, been, to, maybe? I've been to 11, I think 12. Michael's yeah. been in 11 or 12 schools. I got to reach out to Guinness. Just be like, yo. Like, wow. Yeah, we <laughs> should see which which ADHD kids with the most schools attend. There's a record. You should totally exactly. do that. Exactly. But, but that's, gonna... is that, a, I mean, I, I will say, sorry to interrupt that. I would say that that's exactly. a testament, A, to your parents to uh, what I call be restless before really settling on the school that you think is right for your for your child, right? Versus just, oh, it's convenient. It's a, it's a block from the house. You know, let's just put them in there and then medicate and give them all the, the special ed and all that stuff. I'm sure you guys struggle with that too, where you try things out and right back and forth. Yeah. I mean, we put them in a couple, uh, you know, when I pulled him out of that public school, he went into a private school and I, you know, so remember from like kindergarten all the way up to third grade, I kept asking the teachers, is, is Mike okay? Cause I could feel something was a little off and they're, Oh, he's fine. He's fine. They just want to keep pushing him through. And then that third grade teacher who just would constantly keep Mike in at lunchtime because he wasn't focusing and doing his tests. But when he, when he'd sit by himself, he would ace all his homework and his tests and whatever. So, oh wow! and so, you know, this is the same teacher that said, I don't want to see him ending up in prison and blah, blah, blah. So I pulled him out of that school and immediate, the first private school we put him in within one week, the teacher pulled me or pulled me aside and said, your son needs to be tested. There's something going on with this auditory processing. And I was like, I felt like I'd never felt this like warm wave went over me and I could just feel my eyes watering. And I'm like, yeah, somebody's finally speaking my language. And I, I want to piece that really quick, you know, talking about gifts and looking at ADHD as a gift versus a curse. You know, my reading and writing skill during those tests were at a total low. I was completely under you know, my mm-hmm. regular test was it was for math for math. I was Matthew is fine, but as reading and writing, well, but, you know, testing, they, they got formal testing done. Well, yeah, I was going to get to yeah. that. So then they, we basically went and had this special test done for him mm-hmm. and um, they mapped his brain and it was, uh, it was an $1,800 test that we kicked out of our own pocket. Something the school system should have done that didn't. And so was that, uh, was that the Q Q E E G with the brain cap with a, um, it's, no? it's the de- develop development learning solutions. I can't remember the name of the test so long ago, but you can look it up. Okay. Um, but it was like brain mapping and yep, a yep. lot of, it took four days to test him. Wow. But when we had gotten the results, they said, Mike has dyslexia and, um, we're, and he started kind of talking about it 
And I, and, he, and right. he said, you know, who in the family has it? And I said, and I go, that must be me because everything you just said are things I do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, crap, I have dyslexia. No wonder why I couldn't write papers in high school, you know? So, mm. um, so that was a very interesting time for me too. Cause I was learning through Mike. It was this really huge opening for me through all yeah. this stuff as well. We had this thing going on, but in the end of that meeting, they said, there's one other thing though. We think he might have some attention issues. And I just put my hands in my face and started crying because uh-huh. to me, all you learn in the world is medication. And I walked out of there and I go, there's no way I'm putting him on drugs. Yeah. And so, and so, so he was never put on drugs. He was. So then we went to a different school. That school sucked. And then we finally got him into a school that's specific for dyslexia, mm-hmm. which was an actually a very great school. But they said, Beth, you have to try medication. They just, and I finally said, fuck it. Okay, we're going to do this. Try I'll it try yeah. it. Why yeah. not? He's in sixth grade. He's older. And the first day they gave it to him, he put his head on his desk and he fell asleep. No way. Yep. And so they called me up and they go, Mike's been sleeping a lot in class, but he'll adjust to the medication. And I said, oh my God. And, but within that, he was only on it for three weeks. And within the beginning of that, I started to realize, oh my God, he's getting all his homework done. I couldn't. And Mike kept saying, mom, I feel so good. I, I can focus so well. Can I take more of this? And I'm like, (laughs) no, 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 you can't. And then, but as time was going on, he started developing within a three week period, he started developing neurological tics. His eyes were blinking a lot. Mm -hmm. And I I have to show you this because this is what he was doing in the car. He was like, we're driving in the car and he was on his little DS doing this thing. And and he's going like this, 30 minutes all the way. Just his right arm was going up. And I, and I just, you know, gently, I was like, Hey, Mike, why are you doing that with your arm? And he goes, I don't know, mom, it won't stop doing that. I go, interesting. You know, and he's blinking and then he got home and he was working on a paper and he's like taking these really super deep breaths. Like, (gasps) and then he'd type and I, and I was very calmly, I left the room and I go to Vic and I said, don't freak out, but I want (laughs) you to go look at Mike right now. And he went upstairs and he, yeah. He came downstairs and he goes, that's it. He's off that. So I called the school and I said, it's not working. We're done. Yeah. And, Good for you. And so we got him off it and we just went back to all our, um, you know, all that we worked with a lot of functional medicine doctors who were working with Mike and all that stuff. But, you know, in that's- the end, once we got him back in the public school system, my, our whole thing was I wanted Mike to have an opportunity to build his tribe. And I knew that that happens in the public school system, whether you're good at school or not. And yeah. so he went back, he was on an IEP and he just, yeah, he did. Is really that good. when you, uh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, what a journey for sure. And I, we can totally relate. Same thing happened to us with asthma early on where our son was diagnosed with asthma. And I was like, what? And I just questioned it because it seemed so out of the blue. And then we, the medication drove him nuts and we finally took him off of it and said, we're done. He doesn't have asthma. And the doctor's like, no, that's not true. He has, but he hasn't had it since. And he plays soccer. He doesn't ever have any issues with it. Right. But some of those medications are actually uh, obviously can hurt a child. So I'm glad you guys found your way. Um, So let me ask you then this, this, uh, what you call the chubby and bully face. Was that during that time? Was that at the same time that you had to deal with all that? 
Okay. Yeah. So like fifth, fifth and sixth grade, uh, not fifth, I skipped fifth grade. I've like gotten held back and skipped a grade like twice over, but, um, I skipped fifth grade and around sixth grade. Well, I know in fourth grade, I was sent to the school where there were probably like 24 kids and ranging from all different types of things like, um, autism, down syndrome, Asperger's, I don't actually think there were, there were like some dyslexic and ADHD people there, but it was mostly that. And there was also this one girl with like a really rare case of epilepsy who would always have seizures and stuff. And the environment was really cool at first because it was small. It felt like, like a borders, like almost like a boarding school. Like I would just go, it was really free. I didn't have to wear shoes. Nice. You know, I could do whatever I want and I would just, go crazy, play Minecraft. Like literally it was just like awesome. And mm. I was with older kids. So it was really fun being a, being a young fourth to sixth grader being with people who are about to graduate college. But nice. um, through that, the teacher or the principal, it just started getting kind of weird and things I think law wise were getting pretty, maybe potentially illegal. Um, and then I remember the principal one time pulled me aside for something really minor I did and just screamed at my face for like five to 10 minutes, just nonstop screaming and cussing me out. And like, I was a little, basically fifth grader watching this happen. Like, I have no idea what I just did. Like what is happening right now? And I also know there's this one kid that, um, I got in a fight with who had autism and he, he came after me and then was like, not letting me get through the door, which was just his thing. You know, he was just kind of like, you know, they, they, autistic people have these different types of things they do. And I remember I slapped him and then he slapped me. And then we just started like punching and hitting each other. And through that, I didn't end up going, to, there was like a couple week portion where I got really sick and I didn't go to school. And then, um, we just decided, you know, it wasn't right. We wanted to go somewhere else because it wasn't working for us. So we went to this Chartwell. other school called Chartwell. Thank you for reminding me of the school I went to. Um, I was at this school called Chartwell and it was a totally different environment. You had probably like 10 kids in a classroom and there were probably like 100, 150 kids there. And it was a private school. So you had to wear a uniform and oh, wow. I had to keep my shoes on and I had to stay focused. How was and that? How did that work out for you? The uniform and the shoes it was just, I don't know. I put up with it, but there was, there were some weird moments where like, I remember I brought a kombucha there one time <laughs> and the teacher flipped out on me and like made me like, told me I was going to go to jail and like, oh, I was going to have to pay this huge fine. Oh no. No, that wasn't it. She said, you're going to get kicked out of school for bringing a kombucha with alcohol. That's what it is. Oh, the fermented. Yeah. Yeah. I had this pretty cool hippie kind of druggy science teacher though, who was like, I remember he was sitting there with his Crocs and he was just like, Oh, I love kombucha. Yeah. He's like, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. It was like really cool. I connected with him a lot. Why did we send you to Chartwell? Remember why we sent you there? Um, I went to Chartwell because I was just I kind of, I don't know. It was, it was like about coping skills. Yeah, it was all about specific to academics. So they were specifically ADHD and dyslexia, like for the most part, just helping people with those kind of things. But 
I had moments where like, I, I mean, I was with a lot of kids who were really kind of like had messed up things going on and, and they were, you know, you have, these. you've said historically that Chartwell helped you the most out of all the schools you went to. Yeah. I mean, it did, but at the same time, like compared to school, I just don't think I really am benefiting from maybe anything I learned in school. Like I, I went through the whole school system and now this stuff that I'm doing, I'm not saying everyone's going to become a, a <laughs> TikTok star. With, yeah, with one point one yeah. million doing ADC content, but I focus in on it and I'm like, do how, what do I even use from school? Like maybe emailing, but even that, like I just go on YouTube and I look up how to email businesses as an influencer yeah. and these people can cover an entire thing in like a five minute Thing, which I listen at double the speed because I, yeah. it's just, you know, we're Gen Z. We listen to things and get a lot of information, but yeah, I remember there's, there was a lot of bullying going on. Uh, just people definitely emotionally. And a lot of people who had these kind of things going on uh, in their head where they were just kind of messed up as people. Mm. And I do remember this one time I was in the hallway and someone came up and pushed me into a fire alarm. And then the fire alarm went off. Like I hit it with my elbow it went off and there was literally a security camera that saw oh, and no. the oh, teacher, no. one of the teachers saw it and the principal came up to me and was like, did you just pull that? And I was like, no, I was like, I got pushed into it. And they were like, they were like, you can't do that. You have to go and physically pull the thing. And they're like, you're going to have to pay all this money. Like we're going to have fines and all this stuff. And I was like, I didn't pull it. And then I just started breaking down and I was like, the teacher was right there. And she was like, yeah, he didn't pull it. He got pushed into it. And they were like, no, 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 he pulled it. He could only pull it. And I was like, there's a, there's a camera. Like you, can you plug into that? And they're like, no, like you pulled it. You can't be doing that. They were just kind of abusive. Honestly, hmm. that school is weirdly abusive. But you have a lot of bullying in middle school too. There's yeah, but there was one kid in particular, the banana. No, that's Jake. That's not, that's no, you can't. And don't throw names out. Oh my God. It was like, <laughs> this, like in middle school, I wouldn't necessarily say I got bullied, but I had a friend group who would just mess with me. And from the situation of what I went through, uh, mm -hmm. it was just hard for me to kind of deal with getting messed with. And how did you, uh, I'm just going to move, I have to plug in here, but how did you um, deal with, or when did you sort of come to terms with who you were like, it suddenly started to not affect you anymore, you know, whether it's depression or being bullied and where you were just like, fuck it, I'm doing this. I'm going to be who I am. Like what, what helped you, whether it was the family or something your parents did or new school or. I was in school and I was doing, I wasn't doing good. Like I was just failing my classes and I was in this academic support teacher, uh, academic support class with this one teacher. And she was helping me with a lot of my work and and all these tutors were basically kind of like giving up and was just like he just can't do it like he's just he he can't focus he like he literally doesn't want to do it and i was like i have to go to independent studies mom i was like this isn't for me i was like i, I gotta make that shift and once i made that shift beautifully enough when i was in japan right completely changing subjects but they connect i promise yeah, i was in nice. japan we got stuck in the world's longest lasting hurricane to date Whoa. and through that, um, we stayed in this little tiny bungalow that we were literally pooping in floors. Like we were, we were taking, or not floors, what am I talking about? We were taking shits in holes. Like there was <laughs> not really a kitchen. We didn't really have any utensils. It was really small. We were sleeping on the floor. But strangely enough, in this weird tiny bungalow right on the beach, 
there was this piano, like this little plastic, perfect piano. It's almost like someone, it's almost like someone placed that there. Mm. Just like, like a movie. Yeah. And through that, we got some batteries for it. And I just played the whole time. And I was like, I'm going to be a musician. I was like, I'm going to make music. I'm going to do all that. So I, how old were you? um, That was when I was probably like 14, I was probably like 15. Wow. Going on 16. And I just went and I played piano. I played piano. I made music. Uh, I worked. So I worked to pay for all my music gear um, and everything that I have. And um, yeah, I just that I built it all up. I was doing it. I was taking some Cabrillo classes, which um, it's like a community college where mm-hmm. I live. And it was really cool. It was it was a really it's really awesome because then once I started getting into senior year, I started kind of making a shift into doing less music and more video stuff. And from that, I really liked the video stuff. Like I wanted to be a YouTuber. I wanted, I was actually going to do pranks before any of the TikTok <laughs> stuff because I heard that's where it was at. Came up with some brilliant pranks, like bringing a pet Roomba to a dog part and like acting like it's a completely normal thing <laughs> or like, or like dressing up as a banana and going into a, grocery store in the banana aisle and just being like, pick me, pick me. Like, I, I had all these great, incredible ideas That's and awesome. uh, still have them. I'll probably do some of them because they're just yeah. too funny. But uh, so, so you, one could say that you uh, not, not just that you enjoyed it and there was an interest, but, but perhaps that there was a, a confidence started building. Would you say that you found something you're good at and you like, and you're sort of just jamming? I would, I, my confidence, no way. I did not feel confident. Music, I felt pretty confident about that, but I started right. getting kind of sick of it. And I was like, mm. shoot, I, I was like, I love this, but I don't know if this is something I want to do every single day. Like, I wish there was a second thing to it. Like I could do half music, half this. And then that's when video and all video. that started rolling in. Cause when I was younger, I had a little camera where I just make all these different types of random skits with my stuffed animals. Like I'm talking like eight, nine years old. <laughs> oh, wow. And what about video games? You mentioned Minecraft earlier uh, because our son, Kai, he's super into Fortnite and, and Minecraft still. Mm-hmm. But like he, if we just let him play, he would play from like, you know, 9 a.m. to like 2 a.m. He would just keep going. Yeah, I think the video game thing's a little more on the controversial side for me because it's like people people are on it a lot. Especially this year, you kind of get an excuse to like be on it a right. lot more than usual. Right. But um, I had I had ps4 and uh i played gta 5 and all those with my friends at night after school i went i went through a small video game phase and then one day when i really started doing all this music stuff and um wasn't it the rite of passage yeah i went on this like ride of passage for 15 days which was just like going out into the woods and when i came back i kind of had this idea of like i want to start was it a self fam family or sorry was it a family organized or was it a program no, so it's a program. It's called um, Cascadia Vision Quest, and basically, mm-hmm. they send troubled boys out for 15 days um, alone. Nice. It's tro- mom. There's troubled people. I wasn't troubled. That's some of the people weren't troubled. But but there were some troubled kids who went out yeah. there. And challenged challenged punks. Yeah, it's yeah. just you know letting go of your boyhood into manhood. It was like something. Oh, it's great. I mean, it's so yeah. great because it just. I always remember back to this thing I heard where you can convince a brain that it's committed a murder in two hours. Our brain is that powerful. I don't know if that's real, but that's what I heard one time. Mm. And 
But that was a huge life-changing event for you, for sure. Right. 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 Um, and you know, through that, I use that mindset while I was out there, I realized I saw these troubled people who didn't want to open up after like five days, you surrender. Cause it's like, we don't have enough of it. Like even ADHD or not, we don't have enough of an attention span to sit there <laughs> and try to hold back these things for five days. And there are these people talking about these experiences, you know, and just finally like getting relaxed with it. And mm. it was really cool. I went out for 48 hours. I fasted. I was nude while I was out there. Wow. That was awesome. Sounds like a great initiation. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a lot of that is missing, missing in our, uh, in our society. I've talked to uh, a few men who lead courses like that. Another one is the boys to men uh, from the mankind group out of San Diego. Mm -hmm. They do a similar initiation with boys. And then I had a guy who is an anthropologist and he, he swears by, you know, if we bring just that back for our youth, if we have every boy, go through that, what you went through, we'd have a different world. Yeah. Well, I was kind of nervous. I thought they were going to make me take, um, what is it called? Pick, 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 peyote. peyote. Oh, peyote. Oh yeah. That would have yeah. been awesome. But yeah, <laughs> I got scared. Cause I thought, I thought I was going to really go through some sort of like crazy ritual. Thing. <laughs> I mean, like my first experience with it was a really dirty man with paint all over his face saying, you have what it takes. And I was like, Hmm. I mean, I guess so. I, I flew all the way to Oregon and they just, they pulled me across this lake, blindfolded me, and then just had me walk for like the next like three hours. Wow. And you were like, you said 15? Six. It was like 16. 16? Okay. So eight, we got, we got five eight. years. Kai's got five years to hide out from that and then he's gone. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. I think everyone should do it. It's really crazy what these people totally. do. It was very, it was a very spiritual experience. I will say one thing though mm -hmm. that I, I feel like needs to be pushed is, um, with those vision quests, I hope all vision quest people are hearing this. Um, my parents left for three weeks after I came back. So I had the house all to myself. I truly think that is so powerful to have the house all to yourself after that, because mm -hmm. you're in such a mindset of survival slash just, I do the work that when you go back, you know, I think if my parents were there, they would have kind of, you know, cradled me and been like, Hey Mike, like still trying to do mm. some of the little boy stuff. Cause as parents, you know, parents really love their kids. And of course, of course, it, that's something that I had that some of the other people didn't have there. And I think that affected them compared to me because being alone, you know, I had freedom to technically throw a party, technically yeah. do this and that and this and that. And I was much more mature about it. Sounds like that. Uh, and, and your parents can relate to this for sure. I've done many ceremonies where the most important part is the integration afterwards and how you integrate. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause if not, then any of those ceremonies or medicines become an escape uh, versus uh, guidance or an insights into what needs to be integrated and worked on. So sounds like you had that experience. That's amazing. That's really yeah. cool. And like even that. being alone, I immediately gave away all my video games, which was like my access to wow. a world, a toxic world, but still real people. Mm. And my friends played it and I got rid of all of them. I gave them all away. I'm my PS4. And I just started doing a lot more of the stuff that I do now. Wow. And what, um, so let's talk about, uh, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, superpower, and then we went through the medication and all that, but impulsivity is something that comes up all the time. Like, what is your, what do you think is the function of impulsivity? Is it good or bad? How do you use it? What do you think would happen if we took that away from kids? 
impulsivity. Um, like I said earlier, all these things can equal good or bad things. It just depends on how your mindset is. Uh, and I think something like impulsivity, you know, I get the impulse to make a random rapid decision, which completely changes the perspective of something that could have changed a lot negatively or positively, you know, and people correlate impulsivity to bad, your impulse, your impulse control is terrible. It's bad, which my friends say to me and I'm like, yes, I'm like, but you don't look at the bright side of it. It's like, yes, I might, I might go up to these people and say this, trying to be funny and then being like, Oh, it's coming out. Uh Oh. And then just end up saying this ridiculous thing with these people. And, uh, isn't it interesting because I think that a lot of your followers or people who view your videos, they probably love that about you because they, they, they themselves don't have the, I hate to say the balls, but the courage to, to just randomly say what, what you feel and what you want to do and see, not care how it lands, but like get it out. You know, mm-hmm. and that's probably, that's my assumption, but I, I think a lot of people get that they get that permission to have the freedom to be do the same, although they wouldn't, but they like you, they like to well, see you. Doing it. Yeah. And you know, the interesting thing about the whole impulse thing is, you know, I'm trying to, I have a story. I have a very vivid story that me and my friends always laugh about. Cause it was probably one of the most random impulsive moments that I've ever said, but it just kind of bases off why I had this almost pass with my friends of being able to say these things because I have these moments where I say these things that are ridiculous and they come out and then I'm like, I don't know how my brain came up with that and made it come out of my mouth, but I promise you it meant something different. Like I'll I'll bring it up. I had these two, I had these friends who were lesbians and we were at this party and um, I'm I'm really close with one of them. One of them actually, you know, opened up to me and kind of came out of the closet to me first. And I wasn't even really close with them. I just, I was just smooth talking and then my other close friend who was close with her came in and heard it and was like, wait, you're, you like girls. And she was like, yeah. And, and she was like, how, Mike, how did you hear about this? What? I was like, I don't know. We're just talking. Like, I, uh-huh. I didn't know this was a big deal, but uh, we were at this party and, oh man, this is a terrible experience. But I had this idea. I was like, I'm going to come up and put my arms around the two of them and be like, let's get, let's get married. And like, and like, we'll get married. Like I'll wake up extra more early in the morning and like bring you <laughs> breakfast in bed, like full on, just trying to be like some like wholesome mic moment. Yeah. And like, I came up and I, this is going to sound like, I'm just like totally, I don't know, but I came up and I put my arms around them and I looked at both of them and I said, we should have a three way. And I was like, no, I was like, no, 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 no. I don't know how that came out of your mouth. I was like, I, 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 like, I genuinely, I don't know how that came out of my mouth. I was like, I literally was like, I was going to come up here and be like, Oh, we could get like married and I'll bring you breakfast in bed. That doesn't make it any better. And it was just like this, like super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they looked at me and they're like, it's all right, Mike, we know you like you, you you're all like, you say these impulsive things. And yeah. I was like, yeah, how did that come out of my mouth? You know, but it's interesting because if, I mean, this is a totally ridiculous uh, hypothesis, but if we all as human beings always would just say what's there and comes out, I think perhaps we, we might start realizing that we're all even more similar than we think. We all have dirty thoughts or funny thoughts or crazy thoughts, or, you know, we're all struggling with what's the most appropriate thing to say in, in, in any situation. But I think that makes society kind of boring. Right. Well, I'll, I'll cover that. But what's interesting in the moment is what happened in my brain was I had this long sentence 
And then I was like, this is too long to say. It won't be funny. <laughs> That's so exactly I shortened what I felt. Yep. It. Yeah. So I tried to shorten it into a small phrase that would mean the same thing, yep. you know? Which is like when you I, said the moment you said it, I was like, I bet you that's what happened in his brain. That's so funny that you say that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because I was just like, how did that come out? I was like, that doesn't equal that at all. For some reason, my brain connected like three way equals getting married and bringing the breakfast in bed. Like I was like, yep. oh gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, that's great. I love impulsivity. My my saying my saying is impulsivity. Uh, is needed to calibrate our intuition, right? Because you want to make mistakes and learn, or you want to say something or, you know, say something new. And well, that's, that's how we learn. That's how we get our intuition somewhere, right? Exactly. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, well, first of all, what would you like, are your parents still there? Yeah. Yeah. What would you, Mikey, what would you like to tell them looking back? I mean, your parents are pretty fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. How do I know? Well, with what my wife and I are going through right now with Kai is like, we're really dedicated. We're really committed to giving him an awesome life. So is there anything you'd like to thank them for, acknowledge them, tell them whatever, anything that's there? I mean, they know, they, they, they know where I come in. I'm a, I get them a nice person to wipe their butts when they're old and can't function anymore. You know, that's kind of my piece. No, that needs to change. I appreciate it. I, you know, I I'm right now in this space of family healing because these past few months were so um, intense, which I kind of want to cover really quick. Yeah, please. People are going to hear this their whole life and one day it's going to click. And that is literally continuing to stay positive, not saying I'm going to be positive, but just continuing to stay positive, happy, and grateful. And if you practice that over and 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 over, and I could literally say and over and over and over for the next three minutes, because that would be the appropriate amount of time to do it over and over and over and over again, you know, you're going to start to feel the shift in your energy where you suddenly just don't even remember what negativity feels like. And that is a huge piece. I think I, me and my friends were having this talk the other day, which I've never come to the conclusion, but I was like, this is crazy. Like they should create, I think they should get rid of PE and health or merge the two and then create a half psychology, half wellness class where they teach about, you know, meditation, work-life balance, you know, um, important life. And then I think they should, honestly, I think they should just get rid of, of PE and health and, and have that and then have a, um, you know, life, life skills class where they teach about that. Anyways, I'm getting distracted. I was so appreciative of my mom and dad giving me the great life. And I already know, they know, because we're in this contract and my mom's intuitive that everything comes in the next few years when I really start doing it. And when I really start popping off, which I'm really going to start doing because I can't see, I, I have never envisioned myself in a different life than having an amazing, crazy, active, perfect, lots of money to put to important things, lots of people to inspire and educate and, and shift mindsets. And, you know, I, that's when, that's when my stuff will start coming when my mom and dad is I'll really be able to help them with that and be able to give them all this stuff. I, when I was like four, I pulled my mom aside. We, she was like crying because we were like really having financial problems. And I was like, don't worry, mom, I'm going to buy you a house. I'm going <laughs> to buy you a house. And my mom was like, no, you were two. He was two years old. Wow. And I was crying like, cause we had just moved back from Japan and my husband couldn't find a job for like 
a year. I mean, we were in a one bedroom condo, all bunked into one room on one mattress. It was our darkest days. Mm. And uh, I was sitting on the couch just with my, just sitting there crying. I just like, you know, just tears running down my face. And Mike was playing with something. And then he walked up to me and he just held my hand and looked up at me and he goes, don't worry, mommy. Someday I'm going to buy you. I'm going to build you a house. And I just looked at him like, what two-year-old says that? And in my head, I was like, in that moment, I should say, there was no doubt in my mind that that might happen someday. Because what two-year-old would extrapolate that thought and say that? It was so intuitive from him. Mm. It came somewhere deeper and it came, you know, it felt like a mission that he came in to do that. It's just his, and I knew in that moment too, this, Mike is going to be someone who builds and gives back, builds and gives back. And on that topic, awesome moment. On that topic, here are the keys to your new house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So not that we need to have a house build for us. We have a house, but it's a, it, you know, looking back, it was an incredible gesture and yeah. something I probably really needed to hear in the moment. And maybe that's all I needed to hear, you know, who knows? Exactly. You never know. And you're, you're an intuitive. Yes, I do a lot of intuitive. I'm a medium actually. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love that world. I, I have a neighbor who is a, an energy healer and I was just there a couple of days ago doing some work that actually really worked, you know, like I, I didn't believe it before, but she said, don't come to me until you believe it. And I believed it. And I went in and now I actually feel the difference in my shoulder. I I do a lot of energy work too. I have a a private practice. So I do a lot of energy work and massage and intuitive stuff and coaching. Wow. And Vic, Vic, what do you, what do you do? Well, I'm in sales. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I was going to speak to something you mentioned a second ago, or we were going in that direction. As a, as a parent, I think you, you just want your kids to be able to move out on their own, make a living, make the world a better place, maybe raise a family. So in the last several years, I'm finally at the point where I realize Mike might leave us someday and actually be on his own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if, if he wants yeah. to, if he wants to, you know, retire us, that's another story, but I'd just be happy to see that he's, you know, the fact that he graduated from high school, mm. you know, that he has, because I know Mike doesn't really fit the mold for education. The, the fact that he has a, a direction and, and his mind is focused on that direction and he's developed contacts and he's executing plans and prioritizing a lot of things that I don't think I had figured out, you know, even in college. Yeah. So, and you know, you know, that's, that's encouraging, I guess, from a, from a, from standing they, from other standpoint. So whether he recognizes we helped just secure the environment and make the space, save the space, share the space for him or not, that's fine. I thought you would at least say thanks for teaching me how to surf. I thought you. <laughs> so, okay. That's awesome. Thanks, Vic. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, that's, that's, that's really cool because I think a lot of parents listening to this, uh, would, would say, well, so when am I going to get that feeling, that sense of my, my son made it? Wow. That's a big bottle. Is that as big as it looks? So we got, yeah, we got here. It goes from 7am to 9pm. So it's got your whole day's worth of water. It's the best thing I've ever bought. I've literally been up on my water ever since I bought that. That's amazing. I just had to point that out, but yeah. So this idea, right. That, yeah. 
Well, that a parent can say like, okay, I think we did well. Now there's going to be ups and downs called adulthood, but we, we did, we set up the diving board, right? Well, I think one funny piece yeah. is I, my whole life, I've I always, I never said I was going to, I just always knew I was going to be really well off and I wasn't going to be buying nice clothes or any of that. I knew I'd get free stuff for sure. I always knew that in my heart, but, um, there was a, I mean, through my whole life, I've just kind of studied everyone. I'm like, all right, who's worthy of my, my funness, you know, who, who <laughs> who's helped me. Therefore I can surprise them later in the future. That was my whole piece. Like I had a teacher um, in academic support who did so much for me. She's such a cool human. And she's basically the reason I passed high school, whether it was appropriate or not, but she, um, you know, I told her straight up told her, I was like, I'm going to buy you a house. I'm like, and I, I'm like, I say that now. I'm like, I actually am. I'm like, you don't have the understanding for it now, but like, I am going to buy you this house. I was wow. like, I just want you to know that. And ever since she's just like, it's so weird because if it were anyone else in my class, I would have just been like, Oh, ha, ha. but like, he's, he's got like a different kind of mindset. Like he, he just, it's almost like he knows what he wants mm. and it's true. I, you know, I do. Now on that topic, since uh, this is a person that's, that's influenced you and, and perhaps gave you, you know, all sorts of insights in who you are and where you can go, what would you say to other parents uh, listening? What could they do with their kids that you now know made, made a difference for you, whether it was parent or teacher, but I, the biggest thing I say, just trust, just really allow your kid to explore, let them, I think every single student should just take junior and senior year to explore work, um, go through whatever they're going to go through and just try all different types of things. I don't care what kind of human that is. It, any, any human, I think that's a perfect time because then it, it saves time when you're in college and you take all these courses and spend all this money on stuff that you end up realizing that you don't really need because you're not interested. And, you know, for me taking junior and senior year, I loved music, figured out I didn't like it as much as I thought I did, but I still wanted to do it and figured out I love making videos. And, you know, at the age, like the fact that I am so um, wise for my generation, and it helps me a lot with older, hanging out with older people. And especially in this industry, because I, you know, right here, we're on a podcast, you know, I'm 19. How old are you? Maybe don't 50, want to say that. 50. No, I don't mind. 50. Uh, yeah, 50. Uh, yeah. So like, you know, here we are having this really adult conversation, which I mean, you could pull, I could pull any one of my friends, my 19 year old friends, and this podcast would go way, way different. You know, yeah. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'm just more wise for my generation. And I think we're the people who are, could you text me? Uh, we're the people who are going to change, change the world, you know, change the way yep. certain things are done or we're evolving as humans for sure. And yeah. that's what I encourage. I encourage every parent to just let trust that your kid is going to be all right. I, you know, you love them. They love you too. Even if they don't want to admit it and they're going through their little like punk foyment, punk phase mentality, you know, just, <laughs> just accept and understand and, set stuff up for them, you know, put them in an improv class and just be like, you have to go for two days. You have to go for two days. If you don't like it, that's fine. You know, put them in a yeah. in singing class, put them in a, I would have never known I liked improv. I, I don't even think I wanted to take it. Did I want to take improv? 
I think that um, just kind of happened. I was like, no, I, I encouraged you to take it. I didn't want to take so, improv. And it, I was like, I oh, can add to this whole thing. Too. I'm going to finish this up. Though. Yeah, no, I, I was like, I don't want to take improv. There's just a bunch of dorks and weirdos in improv. And I took improv yeah. and I loved it. It yeah. was incredible. It's still, yeah, to, yeah. it's still my favorite class to this day. And I would have never known that if I had to take it, it helped me with my social media. It helped me with making videos. It helped me with everything. It helped mm. me pass school. How like literally I was like, I don't know. I could probably say this now that I'm pretty graduated, but like, I wouldn't <laughs> say a lot of the work was like done by me. Usually what I do when I did presentations, I would kind of like half-ass the work, but I would come in super improvisational and I would be oh, like, yeah. I would make sure that when I was presenting, they looked away from my actual presentation as much as they could. So I would act out what I do. If I was talking about George Washington, I'd be like, and then George Washington took out the blah, blah, blah. And fired at blah 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 like and it worked because yeah. at the end of the day they just kept that in their mind I don't know, I'm that's, kinda... that's like me i was like that at school i was i i can wing anything you can drop me in anywhere i'm not prepared but i will just it's a little bit of magic right you distract with personality or with uh, improvisation yeah. I, mean, I love right that here, i had no idea we were doing a podcast today i thought this was going to be <laughs> completely different here we are talking you know right and mom wanted to say something yeah. Yeah. I was going to add, I was going to add to that because you were saying, you know, what, what could, what could the listeners really want to hear from, from this experience? Right. And, and all honesty, it's really, your kid is going to be okay. Your child's going to be okay. And you just love them. You support them when they're interested in something, you don't judge them. You just like, wow, that's cool. Let's find a way to channel that. It's, all about channeling their energy that's all it is it's like what is he into what does he want to do because trust me all those little things that they're doing build up into one big thing so like just looking at mike in general um like even as an example when he was little he was two or three he went over to my father's house before he had passed and he was playing the piano and my dad was sitting there and he's just waving his head and I go, what are you doing? And he goes, listen to Mike. He sounds like he's playing a symphony. And my dad was a pianist, which I didn't know. And I found out after he died. But anyway, wow. fast forward, Mike was always interested in keyboards. And I I saw very being very in tune with your child. Like he'd play the keyboard and I saw him do parodies. He would like play the keyboard and make some kind of song, but be saying something really funny to his friend. <laughs> and he was always that kid that made adults laugh so hard. And I'm like, he's going to be a comedian. Oh my I just gosh. And I so, have to cover something right now. So last night, I, sorry, I'm, this has to come out or it's not going to come out on this podcast. <laughs> I, last night I was on a zoom with a bunch of my followers. Uh, I had like 72 people in there and I was freestyling and wow. I was going and blah, 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 blah. And, um, I wasn't doing very good, you know? And then I had this idea. I remember this movie I saw about like disabilities where they would spin in circles. Right. Mm. So I got a hoverboard sent to me the other day, Swift hoverboard. I'll shout them out because they're super rad. Uh, I got a hoverboard and I wanted to try an experiment where I got on my hoverboard and I was going to spin to the frequency of, or I was going to spin to the tempo, you know, da, 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 mm. da, 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 of the, the, of the beat. I was listening the to, beat. I was going to freestyle to, and I killed it. I was doing like full on triplets and all this stuff while wow. spinning. You're and singing? No, I was, I was freestyling and this yeah. was tripping me out. 
don't know, maybe I should keep this to myself because this was a discovery, <laughs> but I was tripping out because just the me spinning helped me focus. So it started putting me in this understanding of, I personally feel like frequencies and vibrations, people in these next few years, not few years, maybe, maybe a little more are going to start seeing that they're going to have huge impacts on us. Like actually like shifting frequencies. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot about sound. We don't know. Totally. I truly, I truly I just, believe that. I just but, got a, a quick insert. I just got a, a puck. My friend designs these devices you have in your house and it vibrates at 432 megahertz. Uh, and so you just leave it on all day. Right. And, and it's just a vibration. Anyway, this, I totally agree. Yeah. That's super rad. I think people are going to be astonished with the stuff we can do through shifting vibrations, but I wanted to bring that up because I want to do an experiment with that where we take a bunch of ADHD kids, have them do stuff and then have them do the same thing, but with spinning. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I would yeah, love yeah. We should well, make yeah, that. So would, love that would be great. Yes. Yeah. So keep that, them active while they're learning is, is, is huge. Because that it's discovery, that genetic, discovery, yeah. that discovery I had, like I was kind of just like trying to like go with it. But when I started spinning, I was just, it was words were coming out of my mouth so fluently. And everyone on the like Zoom was like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love that because the kinetic, that's how I, I often go on walks and I can't, I have to talk when I'm walking. This is slightly painful for me because I'm, I'm in a stationary situation. So once I'm out, I, I get even more alive and like I come up with crazy questions and I vibe with what, you know, so I totally get it. Like there's a, there's a emotion needed for me, like not emotion, but a motion, right? Mm -hmm. That's so I amazing. I just want to add one more thing and, yeah, and it's please. true, those emotions and, and, and on that topic, just the, uh, for the parents that when your kids are having a hard day and they're just you can't get them to go to school. You can't da da da. If you have a job and it's okay, take them to your job. You know because I I had this. Let them I had see a, the real world. Yeah, I I had a three year sales position. I was working for a company, and I there were times when I would just take him to the Hi. job with me, and he would sit and he listened. But you know what? Indirectly, he learned about presentation. He learned about sales. Yep. He learned about how to network with people. He saw the process. And because these, these types of, these guys are hands-on learners. So, so it's these, like, these, there was some kind of influence with them. These that. are our new Omega threes fish oils. I just came in. But anyway, but yeah, just be, I mean, there's times when he just, and, or we would, I would take him out of school and we would go to the tech museum. I'd be like, you know, we're not going to school today. We're going, we're going to go to the museum instead. So I always found something to plug them into. It's like plug them in, keep them busy. Um, you know, and I wasn't really big I, on video games, you know. I but love what you, you just reminded me, Mikey, I just texted you something. It blew my mind when I saw that GIF. You may have seen it before, but if you, I don't know if you see your phone there, but um it's a little kid and he's like taking in information and the way he does it, I was like, what? He's like literally learning by putting it all over him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just reminded yeah, me of if I'm in, am I you sitting next to your mom at, you know, you're just like sales presentation, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the way, Mike has a tenor account they gave him. Uh, what account? A tenor account with GIF. Like you could type in Mike Panero and oh. you'll see some videos of him. Oh, really? Like little clips that you can text to people. Oh, how do I do that? I'm so not like 
Uh, um, under GIF, under the text messaging, you just um, the GIF. Oh, on the phone. Button. Yeah, on the phone. Do you have GIF? Because you just sent this, right? Oh. Yeah, where did I just put my phone? Huh, I thought I had it. Okay, I'll look it up. So under that, there's a little red button, right, with the... Well, you go under texting, and then there's the blue one that is the capital G-I-F-F. Oh, okay. You can download the app, and if you click on that, you can send these little clips like this to... They're like, you know, can you, can uh, they you send me they're, one. They're like little memes. Oh, Mike, yeah, send them one right now. Send me. Is it is it a lemon eating? <laughs> Not okay, quite, we probably could use that one. Send them one. that one. What about spinning? What about spinning a hole into your shorts? There's one. And so, <laughs> Not quite. Not so, those ones up yet, but I got a lot. Sometimes of them. there's captions like, hey, like oh, yeah, this that, like this one. Here's this a caption. Perfect for today. Yeah, this is perfect for today. <laughs> okay, that'll look perfect for today. You okay, you gonna send it to me? Yeah, they're sending. Mike is going to send me a one of his own gifts, right? Mm -hmm. And so then we encourage our listeners to go download some of them and forward some of them and explore. Yeah, oh, yeah. Back, you know they haven't. <laughs> awesome. uh, we need to get we need to get back with them and get some more downloaded. They we kind of fell off the. We got busy, so it is Tuesday. Be more downloads. Okay. Okay. And that's good. Well, I love, I love our conversation and we go, go on forever, but I know you're creating an emporium mm -hmm. of, of Mike Panera out there with not just TikTok, but also other media coming into future and your merch. And so I'm going to leave some show notes under the podcast episode. You tell me when you have like the, uh, the merch links and all that stuff. Cause I can all, obviously add it later. Yeah, uh, and I'm cool. I'm excited myself to get some some uh, da merch. Yeah, I kind of want to I want to throw in there if you do want to check yeah. out my channel and see what I'm doing on there. Uh, my channel it's the same for TikTok, Insta, Snapchat, YouTube. It's uh, at Mike Panero, which is my name, which you'll see. And and we have we have merch coming soon, which I've I've been working on all year. It's it's a uh, definitely been quite quite the chaos trying to drop a clothing line over 2020 when wow. everything's going on with China and you know, all that stuff. But, um, yeah, look forward to that. And if you have a kid and they got ADHD and you want them coming to school, looking like a stud with their ADHD shirt, <laughs> you get them that. We also have a big heart energy shirt, which, you know, you just got to spread the love this year. And we got another one, which will be coming here soon. I love that. I love that. And I will say I was a total uh, skeptic on TikTok. You know, I don't use it myself, but you really watching your videos, although at the beginning it was for research, really opened up a new world for me because it was this idea that you could be entertaining, you could be very creative, you could be funny, you could be good hearted, you could be authentic all, all in one. Right. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the next level of uh, well, before what I used to call cat videos, right, where you would just be laughing for a minute and then you're like yeah whatever but yeah. i feel like you have the ability to inspire a lot of people and to entertain them with uh substance mm -hmm. so uh want to acknowledge you for that and keep up the good work because we're going to be the world's going to keep looking keep watching so we're excited to see what happens Perfect. from yeah, here that's... and uh my the house that i would like you to buy for me <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Definitely for your parents. Well, I'd love to uh, do like a 2.0. Maybe next time we interview the parents and you're next to them, you know, we'll switch spots. 
I would like, yeah. And I definitely, I'd be into doing, I mean, no shade to my parents, love my parents, but I definitely love to do one, just them. And then one just yeah. me as well. That'd be uh, absolutely. We, we would love to have, uh, both of you parties separate again. Cause we're, I'm going to keep doing, you know, one or two podcasts a week. So maybe when the merch drops and you're into 2021 and you feel like you want to throw some of that out there, um, then we'll do a follow-up. Perfect. And, yeah. And then I'll reach out separately uh, with you guys and we can do. Uh, and then also uh, down the road for the film, like I'd like to uh, do an interview in person. So we have both, you know, the the podcast and the, the Zoom call, but we have then the, the interview. And that could be, again, the three of you or separate or, you know. Yeah. Are you where are you at? Uh, we're located. We're in Ojai. In Ojai. That's, yeah. that's Ojai? Just north right of north of L.A. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Santa Barbara. Perfect. Exactly. Exactly. And we have no problem coming up there uh, or wherever you're at. You know, we'll find you separately or we'll drive up there. You're in Santa Cruz, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, is the podcast over right now or are we still? It could be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause I was just, I was going to throw we it can there. Wrap it up. Yeah. Before we, before we end, I wanted some, uh, please. Yeah. Take some, uh, yeah. So, you know, oh, you mean before, after we end the podcast or you want this to be part, part of the podcast? After the end. After, yeah, cool. Well, so then we're done with the podcast part. Uh, don't hang up. We'll chat some more, but uh, our, our listeners will be able to see all the links in the show notes. And this was a really powerful conversation for me, certainly because family really is the unit that's going through it, right? It's not just you. Uh, it's not just the parents. It's all of you guys. And you guys are a beautiful example of of a family that, that really put the child at the center of what needs to, uh, uh, not needs to, but what can flourish and you you're thriving as a family. And I can tell because you can do a podcast episode together and talk about all the topics that we talked about, which is means there's love, there's understanding, there's, there's just a great uh, harmony. So thank you guys for making time to be on the podcast. Yeah. And you know, I would, I would, um, just side note, maybe, It'd be interesting, interesting to pull Colleen aside as a sibling. Love it. Love you know, it. What is it like being in a home and being raised with a mother? Doing all this, this Cause there was a lot of, there's stuff. a lot of stuff there, but. Um, Absolutely. You know, I think that's, that's a great episode to do if she's down. Um, oh yeah. She would. I'd be. love to, you yeah, know, you know, tolerance, Whatever, she'll have her own spin on things. You know? I've never heard Colleen spin. I will listen to that for sure. <laughs> That's um, great. We'll be good. It'll no, be good we'll because continue she has the dialogue. Story. You know, we'll continue the dialogue in just a second. Um, but thank you guys for being on. Yeah, awesome. thank you so thank much. You. Have a good one, everyone. You have a great day. Pleasure. You too. <laughs> may say some stuff that I want to go back to and listen to. So go ahead. Nice, nice. So yeah, so. Um, yeah, there were just there's just a couple things I kind of wanted to cover. Yeah. So like, obviously, you know, you got the whole ADHD documentary going on, which I'm totally psyched about, and I've made very clear that um, I want to try to fit myself in, whether it's whether I'm interviewed or even I could give some ideas of like some more experiments or even just talking to other yeah, like ADHD studies people. or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, one piece is I definitely want to. All right. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. I want to, I want to test that spinning thing. Cause I notice as an ADHD person and other ADHD people, they're all, my dad walks, he paces the the house when he 
Yep. When he's on calls, I pace when I'm on calls and when I'm on cameos and when I'm on TikToks. And it's just, I think that's a really interesting piece for sure. Well, what if you, um, what if you got together, you said, what's the company, the, the, the boards? Okay. So that's so swift. Um, I'm actually working with that company. They talked about sending me like 20 hoverboards to give away. Uh, well, you, you could do that, but you could first use them for the experiment. Right. And then you give them away to the people that participated or something. Yeah. So he's like, he's like an e-commerce person. I actually just got in touch with him. I didn't even mean to become business partners with him, but it just kind of happened. I was just trying to like request, uh, a different thing, but you know, yeah. we we're going to do a Christmas holiday thing, but that would be really cool before that to have just like some people studying groups of people spinning and doing different activities and then spinning while they do it. You know, you could do one where it's like, it's like a remembering thing. Like one person spins while they're receiving information. And then yep. one person spin, one person stands while they're uh, receiving information. And then same thing, you know, they spin while they say the information back, like to the dog. Yeah. And this remembering could something we could, um, we could send up a team. We have a small, uh, you know, travel team of a camera guy and, and a sound operator and I could go along and we could come up and film you doing it. You could do your own TikTok version inside of it. Right. Right. We could, we could film the whole like experiment or the study of it. And, and then uh, you can give away your boards afterwards. We can get, release forms and to see if we want to put it in the documentary worst case scenario we each have footage of a study that's probably pretty um phenomenal and 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 might even surprise a few people you know yeah because they they talk about you know these autistic and people they spin <clears throat> my whole life i will sit in a chair and people will sit normally and i'll spin I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll wrap it up all the way till it gets really tight and then i'll just spin and there's something releases where it just feels good to like you know yeah, and I don't know. Have you seen that one movie of the one girl who built the cow thing that pushes the cow? Yes, uh, the the autistic girl. What's her name? Temple Grandin, I think. Right. Temple Grandin. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be a really incredible experience. Also, another thing I have, I got to talk to him, but I, not right now. But um, I have an influencer friend who also is like top tag for ADHD. Um, he does some more like thirst trap type stuff, but he has made a lot of ADHD videos. And he still does post them, you know, he just, he does both. Yeah. You know? And, um, that'd be cool. He might be someone if you were interested in talking with him or bringing him on, cause he's got his own piece. He's written articles about his ADHD and, and having it. And he's really hyper. He's really hyper. A lot more hyper. That'd than be great. If you could, you could feel free to anytime you could just text me. Uh, if you're like, Hey, what about this cat? You know, you know, I, I'm totally down. Like I get people emailing me all like all the time, like, Hey, how about this doctor, this person? But I, I, I miss having like people on it, like young people, you know, yeah. there's a doctor, an expert and a mother and it's great, but I want to have more uh, people who are out there in the world doing crazy stuff and they're talking about it. Right. Yeah. Well, I think one powerful thing is do you, do you have one going on where, you just have like, I'm sure you already have this going on in the documentary, but just a, a normal, regular um, person diagnosed normally next to someone who's diagnosed with ADHD and asking them the same questions and just seeing how they respond and their actions and stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't have that officially. We have definitely some examples of that throughout the documentary, but not like that as an experiment. But we could do, we could do a bunch of experiments that could eventually make it into the film or 
be a great podcast or, you know, video for you. Um, yeah. I love it. I think it's great. I know you're really busy and we're going into the holidays, but um, yeah. if you want to make something happen, let me know. Well, we should uh, definitely set up another call where we kind of like organize this out. Cause that's, I'm all about organizing these this month. It's been a lot of organizing. Are? That's so non ADHD. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I love it though. That's great. I'm the same way. Like I love organization. I grew up in Switzerland. Everything was organized, but at oh, the same time, Switzerland. I, that's a place I want to go. Oh dude, when you go, let me know. I have, I have some people there. You could uh, probably even stay at my brother's place and like, I mean, it's an incredible place. Post, post Corona, I'm traveling. Exactly. Post Corona, go there, go see my mom. Yeah, there <laughs> like, she's like the 84, 86 year old lady who's still super sharp. Her brain works. She remembers everything. I don't remember half the stuff she remembers. I was like, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, going, awesome. I'm going back to this hoverboard thing really quick. Cause I think, yeah. I think the best way to do that is pitch it as an exposure thing, you know? We give you exposure with your hoverboards. And then after that, we get, we dial two things in one, you know? And you can even tell them, you'd say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be part of this documentary on ADHD and we want to do this thing. And then we're going to give them away. And so you're going to get like triple exposure. We, mm -hmm. we get great footage and exposure with you and the film you get triple, like everybody wins, right? There's no. Yeah. So that's the piece is like, we got, I got to hit him with like the everyone wins, including myself. And he's, he's already talking about, he's going to pay me for the um, giving them away. Like he wants me to go to a mall and make parents um, <laughs> fight for their kids. And then we're just going to end up giving both the parents. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, so that would be really cool. And then I'm trying to think if there's one more piece. Uh, when do you think like you're going to actually Oh, oh, I know what I was going to do. So let me know if you'd be into this. I, um, I watched Lila's documentary movie and oh, the ice on fire, ice on fire. Yeah. And, um, I watched it and I kind of take, I took notes, basically me just like stopping every like 20 minutes and making my thoughts on it nice. uh, because I have a very, very, very Gen Z outlook on documentaries and stuff. One thing that I truly believe with our generation is we're super, we, we've gone from like taking, listening to the radio, which is all day, right? To TV, which are like films, movies, to like yeah. our phone, YouTube, which is like 20 minutes, 10 minutes, to like, you know, Insta, which is like, you know, can be up to a minute, to like TikTok, which is like 15 seconds, you know? And through that, um, I think, our world, I believe, I truly believe our world is going into, we like things efficiently because we're working into doing more. And the more we do, and the more efficiently we do it, the, the more we can get out of situations. So I was kind of thinking when I was watching Lila's movie, because we were talking about making a separate um, climate change thing or just whatever. Um, I wanted to try to do a different spin on it, like a Gen Z type movie where it's 20 minutes. It's really fast. Actually, you know what? I'm going to send you the link that I sent to her. This is truly what I think is the best. It's called the history of the entire world, I guess. I'll just play the first 10 minutes and share my screen if I, if I can even do that. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I think I'd be really curious to see, cause I also have a, a intuitive feeling of what our, our documentary is not going to look like uh, Lila's like highly polished and, you know, yeah. So, yeah. So that's a piece. It's like, 
I, when I was watching Lila's, like it, it was a great documentary, but I was thinking if I was making one headed towards more Gen Z, it would be quicker and probably look something like this here. Okay. Can you see my screen? Yep. So this video is called the history of the entire world, I guess. And it got 106 million three years ago. This is, Damn. this is Gen Z. This is personally, if you ask a Gen Z what they're interested in, this is what I show. So I get, this is it. Mm -hmm. I'll just play like the first minute. Hi, you're on a rock, floating in space. Pretty cool, huh? Some of it's water. Fuck it. Actually, most of it's water. I can't even get from here to there without buying a boat. It's sad. I'm sad. I miss you. A long time ago, actually never, and also now, nothing is nowhere. When? Never. Makes sense, right? Like I said, it didn't happen. Nothing was never anywhere. That's why it's been everywhere. It's been so everywhere, you don't need a where. You don't even need a when. That's how every it gets. Forget this. I want to be something. Go somewhere. Do something. I want things to change. I want to invent time and space. And I know it's possible because everything is here and it probably already happened. I just don't know when to start. And that's exactly where it started. Oh, I paused it. I think there's a universe now. What's it made of? Quirks and stuff. Ah, that's a thing. In a place. Don't like it? Try a new place. At a different time. Try to stick together because the world is going to get bigger and emptier. But it's not empty yet. It's still very full and about a jillion degrees. Great news, the quarks are now happily married in groups of three, called a proton or a neutron. And there's something else flying around too that wants to join in but can't because it's still too... Great news, the protons and neutrons are now happily married to each other. So, so I, you can watch the rest of that if That's you want. That's great, yeah. I'll, I'll, I, I totally get it and it's interesting. I... Um... The movie, the, the movie that we're working on has a lot of Zoom calls. It has a lot of like graphics and titles and photos. And it's not your traditional documentary. Now we have to keep it somewhat more parent focused. Of course, uh, of course. But, but what you just showed me is I, I had the same feeling. Like I don't want it to be a boring talking heads like expert document. I mean, that's, that's one thing. But also I want the information to be more like just coming at you and you know, there's just, right. it's entertaining. Yeah. And one thing is I actually, I, I, I don't know if Lila could do this uh, or you could do this, but I, I want to reach out to the person who makes these type of videos and make a video about ADHD and yeah. have it exactly like this. Cause even the comment section, like people still talk about this. I love how still thousands of people watch this every day, even after today, this is exactly what history. Are you talking about the, let me see what, let me look it up on YouTube, right? The comments. Yeah. Like, this is exactly what history class should be like. We could finish up an entire history class course in 19 minutes. We're, our generation's so quick. And that's my whole thought is like making meaningful posts that people can sit through for our young generation about really important things that we need to be talking about our generation, you know? So now is, 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 uh, Lila, did you want to, you wanted to do one on, uh, on environmental, uh, you know, change climate change or you're um, talking about ADHD with, with her for this kind of thing. Well, I, I want to do one on like black lives matter movement. I want to do one on climate change. I want to do one on, um, you know, talking about ADHD. I'm going to do one on mental health and like how to keep yourself centered and stuff. And I think this, this person right here, Bill Wirtz, the person who made this YouTube video, I don't know if I can, but I really want to get in contact with him mm -hmm. and see if I can work with him to kind of 
create a script, you know, and I, me and Lila were talking about this. Maybe if we had, if she was able to um, get in contact with them and and pitch the idea and just be like, we want to talk about this. And the way you put your things together, it's perfect for our younger generation. We think they would sit through and leave with like, that was so funny and weird and random and chaotic, but it still explains something really important that I'm going to sit with all day. Right. And what's interesting, what comes to my mind is because I'm very detached how this film or this movement goes out, right? Like I, one possibility would be that we contact together this guy and say, look, you know, my wife and I have five years of research from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's the research, here's what we got, here's what we want to do. And then the potentially you could do the, the voiceover. You could be even in it and you use your voice instead of his, mm-hmm. right? But have him, have him be a creative collaborator or a consultant on how to put it together with images and what he sees versus what we see or what's out there. I mean, it could be kind of cool. And maybe even like get, I mean, I'm sure he would want funding and like, that would be really cool. Cause even now I'm, I'm imagining like, like the life of an ADHD person you're born, Wah! but I'm different. I was born backwards. I'm born yeah. backwards. I'm dyslexic. Dyslexia. Like I just, I have like the full kind of like a vision yeah. of what that would potentially look like. And, and then sitting there, like, That's I feel like that would be something that I would watch, you know? Totally. No, I get it. And for your generation, like I totally, I love it because it's really not about the font and the color and the right graphic. And, you know, everything is, even his voiceover is so freaking basic and, and it's got 106 million views. Yeah. And, and that, that editing hat, I mean, it's probably complicated, but for the most part, it's potentially quick. It's all about script and just placing together yep. and just work. Exactly. Work. It's, it's a lot of work and it's a long, you know, you go over it again and again and again and change things, but I think it's great. Yeah. Keep me posted on that as well. I mean, I'd love to, we're still molding our project. We don't yet know in what form, shape or form is it going to go out? Is it the book? We're writing a book is the book first. Mm-hmm. I should screen share. Let me just show you I'm trying to remember who I sent some, some of these to, um, let me see here. Do you have a minute? Yeah. Let me go yeah, to. I, I got to head off here definitely soon, but. Or I can text it to you. Let me just see if I <laughs> find some quick screen grabs. I think I texted it to a friend of mine recently. Um, wait, oh, I saw something. Come on. I love this video so much. There's one. Where it's it amazing. Yeah. And, and he's got other ones, right? To, Oh yeah. It's, it's like, I mean, even you can look at the text and just see the young generation absorbing this information. Yeah. Yeah. But you, yeah. you it's almost like, uh, there's no time to, uh, you, you're just getting the information. You're taking it in. You don't have to overthink it. You just keep going. Boom, boom, boom. Right. No. Yeah. Oh, here. exactly. I think exactly. I found it here. Uh, there it is. Uh, these are just, these are early, um, so you got a sense a feeling for, how do I screen share? Even this Germany is back featuring Hitler, the angry mustache mode. Trevor, just kidding. Germany's back featuring Hitler, the angry mustache mode. Here it is. Oh, God. This, right? So we're, the book we're doing is fairly straightforward, but inside it's very like graphic, 
you know, we, we cross things out in red, we highlight things. Uh, we use photography to, to make the pages or there's like sticky notes and like crossed out and book reviews. So it's like definitely more adult still, but it, it feels very, uh, or like this, we, we have these misconceptions or crossed out. It's not true. Mm -hmm. Here's what's happening. Yeah. Very much like a scrapbook, you know? Yeah. I like this. I definitely think there's a piece where like, if it's too smooth, it almost feels too professional. And I think right. when some people, when they read a book, they want it to feel kind of almost crunchy in a very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, life is crunchy, you know, life's not smooth kind of way. I like that. You should trademark that life is crunchy. Life is crunchy. I love it. <laughs> I can make, I can make a thing out of that. I have my, let's see, where's my list of just everything. Life is crunchy. I love it because it is, it's not like a smooth, you know, glass of water. Like you're eating nails and dirt and chocolate and all the same, same time. Exactly. Exactly. Crunch on that. Crunch on that. That's a good one too. Let's see. Where's my merch? Uh, you have, is it like, um, are you, do you have the designs done and you're printing already or how's the, where's you're at with the project? Um, for my merch. Yeah. Um, I just, I have tons and tons of ideas and I'm only acting on three of them. I probably have a hundred different merch ideas here. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Nice. I just, every time I think of a phrase or some sort of weird thing, I, I write it down. I do that. I've done that my whole life. It's like, literally I go back and I'm like, wow, thank God I have all of these. Cause I have no ideas right now. Damn. Yeah. My, uh, Kai did a really cool drawing. He, he did this a couple years ago. He made himself a t-shirt. It's like an old, you know, those video games at an arcade, and it's got like a sword through the video game and there's like spark, uh, uh, lightning coming out and it's mm -hmm. called Boss Cobra. So he started drawing and we're like, yeah, let's make t-shirts and people yeah. love it. Yeah. Know? That's one, that's one piece is, uh, oh, actually I'm not going to give that away unless we're on a non-disclosure, but which we'll, we'll bring that in. Hey, but yeah, yeah. Well, we've got time, but let's uh, connect again. If you feel something moving with the, the hoverboard idea and you want to do like a cool video or something, like I'd be down to come up. You're going to be in Santa Cruz for, for between now and the holidays or. Yeah. But I think, I think it could be as easy as me coming down there to L or I want to go to potentially a more, um, rundown area. Just, just, um, what if just, oh, those people I feel like are the type of people who really, I, I don't want to go to like a nice area of not like super like ghetto, but just kind of like a less. Um, well, my friend, actually, my editor went out to the desert somewhere close to the uh, death Valley. And you found this dilapidated warehouse that looks fucking amazing. And like, there's all these different areas, like for a music video or something we thought, and there's no one there. He said, you can just go and like rip it and do whatever. Really? could be cool some, cool some fun environment but yeah keep me posted yeah um i'll do the same and and uh, thank your parents again and thank you for taking the time that was awesome really enjoyed our conversation mike yeah me too i, I definitely i feel good things coming out of this for sure and i'm, oh, I'm yeah. really excited to push us me too man yeah you too roman have a good all one. right take care